When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to Rat Salad Review. There we are. Ah. Ah. As you can see, we are down to two tonight because Troy has come down with the gonorrhea. Yep. No, he's got, I don't know what he's got, but he's sick. And uh, he, he needed the night off, so I gave it to him. I'm not going to pay him for tonight, though. Wait, we're getting paid? <laughs> oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. I'm getting Problem paid. now. Neither oh, you. Okay. <laughs> I wish I was getting paid, please. So anyway, tonight's just going to be like uh, I don't know what kind of show it's going to be. So we had uh, we had a show ready for tonight to do Evergrey. Um, what the hell is that? Uh, the Atlantic, it's called the new album. Yeah, the Atlantic. But uh, I'd rather do that with all three of us. So uh, we'll save it for him. Okay, we'll do it next week. Works for me. Anyway, what's going on? So, how was your Christmas? Ah, pretty good. Quiet. I uh, went out for Christmas Eve, and we just hung here and had Christmas dinner. Nice. What'd you get? What'd you get? What'd Santa bring you? Oh, I got a couple different records. My mom got me uh, some real nice, real nice winter coat. Right, nice winter what? Coat. Coat. Yes. What the hell's coat? A coat. You know that you oh. wear. Oh. I thought it was. Uh, you thought you said you got uh, albums and stuff. I thought it was a another band. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're a riri, but that's cool. <laughs> Interesting band name, Coat. <laughs> you know what? Somebody would be into it with all the weird stuff that's out today. There's but, a band uh, called Mustache, so why not? Yeah. <laughs> but um, John. Uncle Saxon, he got me uh, Raven's first single, which is awesome. Oh, wow. Nice. Uh, don't need your money, so that's pretty cool. Should have got and the autograph at the show. I didn't have it then. I know. <laughs> but I would have, including by the new drummer, which would have just pissed you off. It would have. That would really make me angry. <laughs> uh, actually, probably not on the first single. I mean, 
Eh. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> and then um, my brother got me uh, the first 10 years box set fire maybe. Oh, really? And, yeah, I already have everything that's on it, but he uh, got me the Japanese version of it, and that's pretty cool to have. That's nice. Yeah, and uh, then I bought for myself, directly from one of the band members, a uh, an autograph version of the uh, band cover for the uh, Zentrix Ghostbusters single. Oh, yeah. yeah yep. I remember that you CD I had before. Yeah. yeah. But that's none of that other stuff is handy here at the desk. That's all right. None of mine's handy here at all either. So I could talk about how much I love wool socks, but that doesn't have shit to do with this show. But you know, everybody should. I don't have any wool socks. It's it's also generally about twenty thirty degrees warmer where you are too. So you think so? Mm-hmm. Pretty cold right now. How cold is it there? I have no idea. It's pretty cold though. It's probably in the thirties. Okay, it's like twenty. Here. I could give you a weather report if you want. No, nah, I'm good. Hold <laughs> on. Look, this is good, interesting uh, television here. YouTube vision. All right, it's just taking too long. Forget it. Well, it's still better when they put Adam Curry in that leather jacket and made him host the Headbangers Ball. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I remember seeing that now. <laughs> that that fucking new wave guy, he looks so out of place. He did. Whoa, dudes. <laughs> there was a lot of weird hosts for that show. Yeah. I didn't get into it until uh, Ricky Rackman was doing it. So I really didn't know the other hosts at the time. So mm-hmm. I, I, Ricky Rackman was my only host that I ever knew for that show. But then when I saw the older ones, I was like, how do these people even know who these bands are? Yeah. Like, with Rick, Ricky Rackman, you at least thought he knew most of those bands you know yeah i thought he was a cool guy a lot of people didn't like him though i mean he's he's kind of geeky but i never had a problem with him i mean i understand uh some people's complaints about certain things he does that are annoying or whatever but i don't think he was a bad host i thought he was good on the show yeah, he definitely was. He, he had a lot of good episodes with uh, Allison Chains. He used to go to the, the theme parks and stuff like that. That was fun. Mm-hmm. I like those shows. Yeah. And um, then my buddy had tapes of this from when he was in high school in the 80s, and he gave them to me later on of uh, D. Snyder's Heavy Metal Half Hour. Oh, the, which... uh, ra- the radio one? Or no, the... no. This was... Um... On MTV, this would predated Headbangers Ball. Actually, oh, really? I mean, D. Snyder's not on every show because it it only ran for like two years. At first, it was a weekly show, and then it went down to monthly. But I mean, he I didn't have all of them on tape, obviously, but he was on there pretty frequently. But there was a lot of guest guest hosts too, because hey. uh, yeah, excuse me, but uh, I did mine before the show. I, you, well, I'm drinking Pepsi here, man. Oh, he Pepsi, the Pepsi. Give me free stuff. <laughs> Got to put it to the screen there. Product placement. Sponsored by Pepsi. Pepsi. Did Michael Jackson sponsor Pepsi or was that Coke? Um, No, it was Pepsi. They're the ones that lit his hair on fire. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, I need a cough button. Yeah. Oh, so what'd you get for Christmas? How was yours? 
I got my Christmas was good. My wife was sick. She's been sick for the last oh. two, three days, so she's in a bad mood. And um, you know, this is the first Christmas my son actually kind of realizes what's going on because he's two. Right. So, you know, you give him a few presents here and there, and then he opens it, and then he's like, "All right, what? What can I do now that's not involving opening presents?" Yeah. So, you know, it, it made for a long, long day. <laughs> but it was fun. I, I got a lot of stuff. I got um, the. You're not gonna like this, but I got the Guns and Roses box set of Appetite for Destruction. Oh God, you didn't pay the uh, thousand bucks no. for the super. No. <laughs> Which day? I saw today that they lowered the price for a few days. You know how much it is now? How much? Five hundred bucks. Eh. Which isn't bad because that comes with like all the um singles. No, I mean I was gonna say that's not bad for what's included in it. I just I don't like Guns N' Roses that much where I drop five hundred dollars on something they put out. Yeah, no, there's a lot of useless stuff in there. But um no, I didn't get that one. I got the one with the C D version. So it comes in like oh, a okay. book thing. So that was cool. But actually that that's on sale now too. I think it's like ninety. And I think it's regularly like hundred and forty or something, hundred and fifty maybe. Or maybe hmm. Something like that, but it's on sale. So if anybody wants that, go buy it now because now it's on sale for a few days. Um, what else did I get? Oh, I got a ghost hat. I got a ghost T-shirt, which I'm wearing one of them, but I can't see. Oh, it. nice. And I got another one in red. And then I got uh, what else did I get? Oh, um, the Dog Fashion Disco. They put out a they re 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 recorded uh, one of their albums. So they just released that, and I got that for Christmas. You ever hear them? I've heard of them. I never heard the band. Well, I've heard a couple songs before, but I don't really remember them. But I know who they are. Yeah, kind of like uh, Mr. Bungle-ish type, uh, Faith No More kind of stuff. Yeah, yep. Yeah, good good stuff. Um, crap. And just, you know, the usual stuff. I got an Amazon gift card, which I bought the new microphone on. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Oh, yeah. I also got this shirt. Thank men. <laughs> oh, that's cool. It's got the strap and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Did you uh, get the uh, the cut, the shave for Christmas, too? Yeah, because we had to go to the work Christmas party. and So you cleaned you it up. to look nice. <laughs> who cares? They can't accept you for who you are. Don't go. Eh, whatever. It was a free forty dollars steak. Wow. I don't like having a full beard anyway, so it worked out. Yeah, yeah I didn't either. When I grew mine, that was that was tough. Yeah, it's too much. Gets really irritating really fast. It does. It does. So, all right. So, what do you want to talk about tonight? Well, I thought we were going to do uh, Merciful Fate. Oh yeah, that's right. I did. I set it up. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, which you didn't mention your uh, King Diamond figure. Oh, yes. I, well, that was actually, that's technically a birthday present. Well, and I got nah, nah, now you're just splitting hairs here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't supposed to come out until uh, March. Oh, it, really? Yeah, it came out um, Christmas. It came to my house on Christmas Eve. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Oh. And, and it was uh, the, King, the new Merciful Fate King Diamond figure, which was cool, but. On his forehead, where they where he had the cross, mm-hmm. they just put a regular cross on top of his forehead. 
That's weird. It's very weird. It's just like they took a marker and just went like that. Huh. So, actually, I went on their Facebook and I, you know, I sent the picture and I said a little thing. You know, it doesn't really bother me that much, but it was still a $350 um, uh, statue, you know? Yeah, I know. No, I'd really like one, but I could not. It's a lot of money. I will never buy another one. That's it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I posted it on there and I said something about the cross or whatever. And then somebody else commented under it saying they actually wrote them and um, they told the guy to send it back and say it was damaged, but he's just going to get a refund and they're not going to, you know, fix it or anything. Well, that sucks. Yeah. So I said, I'm just going to keep mine. And if it really bothers me, I'll just paint over it and put my own cross on there, you know? Yeah, or demand a gift certificate or something. Something. But, you know, I, I really think Knuckle Bonds uh, should really, you know, fix it and send the guy, you know, or send all anybody who's got the figure that with that cross. Oh, yeah. Wrong, you know, send it, you know, fix it, you know. I mean, that's that's real uh, poor quality control and in, inaccurate to top it all off. I'd be pretty upset about that. It is. It's a shame because it looks really, really nice. And the other one that they did looks really nice too. Even the uh, the ghost figure that they did was really nice. But uh, hmm. just that little, little tiny detail just kind of aggravates me a little bit. Well, it's a pretty important detail. But... It is. That's <laughs> that's his thing, you know. But what are you gonna do? Maybe uh, I tagged them in it, so maybe they'll write back. I said, you know, maybe Knuckle Bond should, you know, fix this for everybody. But we'll see what happens. I don't know. They probably don't give two shits. They got our money. What do they care, right? Yeah. <laughs> ah, that reminds me of uh, the metal song they have at the beginning of the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie. I never saw it. Ah, uh, it, it, it starts off and the band comes out and they're like, sit there, watch. Don't like it? Walk out. It doesn't matter because we have all your fucking money. <laughs> True. At that point, it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I never got into that show. Everybody was making a big, huge deal about that back in the day, but uh, I don't know. I didn't really care for it. Um, I really enjoyed it at first, uh, the first six seasons of it or so. I wasn't too crazy about it at the end. I think it ran for a little bit too long. Wow, it was a good show. Seasons, huh? What's that? It was that many seasons, huh? Oh yeah, there's like nine. I th- or no, there's more than that. I. Th- I think it went to something like 16. Wow. 16. Yeah, yeah, because it started in 2001. Yeah, it was like 15, 16 seasons. Wow, damn. Do you ever watch another show that I have on there is um, uh, Mr. Pickles? Uh, the one with the dog? I've seen a couple episodes, but I don't watch it every week. <laughs> it's That's a pretty fucked up show. Yeah, it, it's pretty funny. It is funny. The Sheriff is pretty funny. Uh, Metalocalypse I never really got into though. No, I didn't either The biggest reason why I don't really care for Death Clock Whatsoever (laughs) I don't like that type of metal Neither do I Sometimes sometimes you find a band that's Decent enough to listen to But that didn't do nothing for me Not a good deal What you were saying about the the sheriff on Mr. Pickles there? Yeah, yeah, yeah I wish I could do an imitation of him, but it just wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't. <laughs> but he's funny, though. Oh, yeah. It's a good, good show. 
All right. So uh, we will do, let's see, I'll put it up here. Merciful Fate, Melissa versus Merciful Fate, Don't Break the Oath. Versus Melissa Bachman. Versus Melissa Bachman. <laughs> I sent uh, Greg a text earlier and it said, what do you want to do? And uh, I said, Merciful Fate, Melissa Bachman. <laughs> I meant to say versus. I don't know. Sometimes that stupid autocorrect just does whatever it wants to do. Yeah, I read that. I said, what the hell? Melissa Bachman. Who the hell's Bachman? That's the new up-and-coming uh, heavy metal star. Well, I hope she's good at what she does. <laughs> I hope she don't break the oath. That's right. All right, so uh, go ahead. Start. Well, they're both classics. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> I'd probably have to pick Don't Break the Oath as the better of the two because their sound's just more refined and together on that yeah. than they are on Melissa. But Melissa's a great album, too. I'd say so, too. I Nope. Hold on, man. Somebody's pushing lights. If you just if you just walk out there, it just it goes on when you walk past it. Put your hand in front of it. <laughs> That was fun. Hopefully it goes on. <laughs> but uh, what were we saying now? I've totally lost track. There. Uh, just that Melissa and Don't Break the Oath are basically almost equal in quality. They are. They are. They are equal. Yeah. I mean, just about every song on both albums is good. It's just Don't Break the Oath has that slightly better production. Mm-hmm. Melissa would probably still be my favorite because I had it first, but Sorry, you were saying. Uh, Don't Break the Oath also has that, uh, well, I, I, actually, it's not an intro, but uh, on side B, I guess it would be for Don't Break the Oath, the song. It's got that cool, uh, you know, little. Yeah, the oath. Thing, yeah. That really, when my, back in high school, my friend gave me a, a copy of this album. He actually had, that was on the first half of the album. Like he switched the sides. So I thought that's how the album began, which kind of makes sense to me in a way beginning yeah intro like that and then when i finally heard the actual album and i heard that's kind of like you know the second half is kind of weird but a uh, little bit yeah but uh yeah when i first heard that i'm like man this is like uh, this is pretty pretty heavy (laughs) yeah i thought that was pretty wild too i uh, really enjoyed that the first time i heard it i'd I'd admit that it scared me a little bit (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know what was going to happen but uh I was surprised it was on a record at the time, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty heavy, you know? Especially if you're not kind of like uh, into that kind of stuff. I don't know if this thing's like really loud or what. I yeah, I mean, if you were into Satanism like he was, it would have made sense. But just being a kid that just gets the album because you're into heavy metal, no, you got no idea. <laughs> no, you have no it sounds idea. epic and evil. And <laughs> You have no idea what you're in store for, kid. <laughs> That's like when I was younger, one of my mother's friends used to kind of, um, uh, she was very religious, so she would talk about heavy metal and stuff like that and how satanic things are, you know, certain lyrics and stuff like that. That kind of freaked me out a little bit. But, uh, you know, after a while, you kind of realize on your own that it's just music, you know? It means yeah. Music. It doesn't mean anything. It's no different than a movie, you know? No, not really. I mean, 
and people read into shit way too much. Like I remember my dad's sister thought Kiss stood for Knights and Satan's Service and all that dumb shit. Which, I mean, always kind of surprised me. People get that from rock music because nothing about Kiss really seems all that inherently evil, even though Simmons is dressed up like a demon. I always thought of it more, you know, it was kind of like going to see a circus show almost. Right, yeah. yeah. I think that's kind of how they wanted it, really, you know. Mm-hmm. It's got more in common with uh, vaudeville than the devil. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'd never, never, ever associated them with the devil. No. King Diamond, on the other hand, though, he was... Well, <laughs> King Diamond was pretty vocal about where he stood. Yeah. yeah he I mean, uh, the, the cover of the first EP kind of let you know where Merciful Fate was coming from. Yeah, but. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I really like that cover, though. That's so cool. Oh, I love that. I um, <clears throat> I wish I would have gotten that uh, long sleeve, like baseball jersey reprint they did of the uh, one they had done in the '80s, but it sold out before yeah. I could grab it. My bootleg's always on eBay, though. Oh yeah, I'll get one at some point. It was just that one was official and it looked good, but yeah. not spending forty five dollars on it would be cool. No. I don't mind getting a bootleg. <laughs> And they also just re-released that on the um, on uh, pic- picture vinyl. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. Yep. So uh, back to Melissa, though. And, uh, actually, I like this album cover too. Oh, great album cover! Great album cover. Isn't that wasn't that a, a picture of something that they found out in a desert or something? You know, is that what Melissa? I is? think is so. Is Melissa the bone? Is he called Melissa? Well, Melissa is the human skull he has that he used to sing to. Well, he might still with the King Diamond shows. I don't know. But during the Merciful Fate days, he would sing to it and walk around with it on stage. Yeah. Um, I don't know how he acquired it. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely a uh, a demon skull on the front of Melissa. And... Um, I know that his actual skull, Melissa, was just a regular human skull. Yeah. This is the picture of it. It's just a cool-looking album cover. I really it like is. That. I really like that one. It's got the bones inside the eyes and the mouth, too. Kind of thing. Just a cool-looking album cover. But uh, what the hell? That's, oh, it starts off with Evil. That's an awesome song. Yeah. Oh, that's one of my favorite Merciful Fate songs, man. That is such the, a great... <laughs> yeah. One of the first ones I ever heard off this was uh, Curse of the Pharaohs. Yep. Yeah. I heard that and I was hooked. I had to hear... Yeah, what... me too. That's uh, actually the first song I ever heard. It was on a uh, on a compilation album. One of the Metal Killers things that they used to put out in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, I heard it on a um, college radio station I used to listen to. Somehow I got a college radio station from Connecticut. I live in New York, so, you know, kind of weird to get a station from all the way out there. But uh, mm-hmm. on my little, little tiny radio, and then one of the songs came on, it was that song. And, uh, yeah, I was just like, wow, this is really cool. I still, I heard King Diamond. I was listening to King Diamond, but I never heard Merciful Fate stuff until I heard that song. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't even think I re- realized Merciful Fate was even a thing. I just I always knew King Diamond. I heard Merciful Fate before I heard King Diamond. Oh, wow. Um, 
but then when I first got in the King Diamond, the first album I had was The Eye, like I said before. So that's I didn't even. The I had too. Yeah, I know. That's weird. You're the only other person that has ever had that same situation. <laughs> it's a good record, though. It is. I got that my friend uh, from school. This is like back in sixth grade. He used to belong to the, um, you know, those those CD clubs or those tape mm-hmm. clubs, the penny club things. Yeah, Columbia House and all that. Yeah, he got it, and his mother said he didn't want him listening to this stuff, so he gave the tape to me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I listened to it, and you know, I hated the drums so much on that thing because it's just so electronic. But uh, after a while, I got used to it, and then I really liked it. Yeah, it is a good record, but that drum sound. I wish he would have went back and just, you know, did it for real, you know? Yeah, that would be cool. That would be a change to a recording I would support. <laughs> yeah, it definitely would make that album a lot better. Because when they play those songs live, they're just they're so much better with the real drums. Oh, yeah. Not even comparable, really. No, not at all. Uh, because um it's it uh that album lacks a lot of power because of that during certain parts it does it definitely does but melissa does not <laughs> no everything is raw and, and very live on that album especially uh satan's fall that song oh yeah that song is great such a great epic that song's like uh it's own mini horror movie again i know i've said that before about other stuff but yeah and it's funny, they, they tried to do that kind of again on that album, Dead Again. Yeah, I wasn't that crazy about that. It didn't work. Not at all. Because they never tried to tried to really do a song like that, you know, until that album. I, I don't think, right? No. Mm-hmm. I think I, the I, longest I, song they have in between there is probably The Oath and the first two minutes of that or uh, the prayer poem recital he does. Yeah. Yeah, they never really could match that song ever again. Nope. They didn't really need to, though. I mean, I was fine with that being their only epic like that. That's a great song. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Melissa, really, that whole album is just awesome. What else is on that album? Uh, uh, at the Sound of the Demon Bell. I love that uh, song. The riffs in that are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Into the Coven. Yep. Um, um, Should actually read going through these songs right now, I'm thinking maybe Melissa might be the better one. Yeah, that's why I said it's my favorite. Um, it's just, Don't Break the Oath sounds better. It does sound better. But I, I like that raw production, though. I think that works really well for Melissa, especially uh, coming off of the first EP onto that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, too, now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, and Black Funeral. That's the one Black song Funeral I've been too. thinking of. All right. That's a great, punky little track. Made up my mind. I think I'm going to switch to Melissa now. <laughs> Somebody did a poll on Facebook about you know these two albums. That's why I even I, <laughs> I came up with this before. I stole it from somebody else. But, oh, that's okay. Uh, I voted for Don't Break the Oath. Now I'm going to have to switch my vote. Yeah, I, I would have to as well. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm just, I'm looking at the track listings now, and even when you stack them up song by song comparatively, I mean, I love A Dangerous Meeting, but I'd take evil over that. Um, For me, there's no comparison between Nightmare and Curse of the Pharaohs. Curse of the Pharaohs just slays that song. 
Oh yeah, Nightmare is kind of um, I don't know, it's kind of like all over the place a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's a good song in its own right, but it's a little uh, um, a little too far off beat at certain points. Yeah. And uh, so was Desecration of Souls, like the whole beginning. Yeah. And it's got that. I mean, uh, I do like that beginning with uh, the way the guitar sounds and all that, and uh, whatever effect he's using on his voice, it's uh, sufficiently creepy. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking of. Uh, sorry, I'm thinking of Night Night of the Unborn. That's the one I really don't like. Mm, mm-hmm. That song's kind of messed up. But Desecration of Souls is okay. Yeah, and it it was funny because I said, you know, there isn't really a song I don't like on either record, but actually, um, Night of the Unborn. I'm not all that crazy about, and uh, Gypsy, I don't really like all that much either. Really? I really like that one because of the, uh, I like the drum patterns on that song. It's got that weird, like, kind of thing. Yeah, never mind. I'm thinking of a different song. That's not the uh, same song. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of my friends, he came over. He, He doesn't like Merciful Fate at all. I'm not even friends with this guy anymore. Really? Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's not a really a metal guy. He's kind of like uh, I don't even know what the hell he was into. But he also played drums, and uh, I played drums too, obviously. And mm. uh, I put Gypsy on for him because I could not. I wanted to play that song so bad, but I couldn't figure out how he was doing the drums. And he he actually listened to it for like a second, and he got it right away. And he showed me how. Oh, to wow. Yeah, he showed me how to play it, and I find I finally caught on to it and got it. But I really like that song. I think that's my favorite song off the album. Well, no, I can't say that. Second favorite song. What's your first favorite? First favorite is the oath. With that that intro, and then it kicks into that song, and you know the rest, the main part of the song there. And it's oh, that song is great. Sherman and Denner are amazing on that song. I mean, I love them anyway. But that that's just a classic. It is. Definitely. Actually, the whole side B of, of Don't Break the Oath is just one good song after the other. It's yeah, I I was thinking a part of the Night of the Unborn, not uh, Gypsy. I just got a little confused there, but uh, I really don't like that song. <laughs> no, that's just, that's the clunker song of the album. Whereas opposed to Melissa, there really isn't one. Yeah, no, it doesn't. And um, yeah, welcome I, to of hell. That's a good one. Yeah, that is a good song. You know, though, um, I heard that the name of that song is actually supposed to be "Welcome Prince Is of Hell," not "Princess." Prince, Prince is. Yeah, like Prince with an apostrophe and an S. Like the music. supposed to be about the seven princes of hell or something uh-huh. like that. I forget where I was. It was on some message board, but I was like, huh, that's uh, kind of interesting. So why did it get changed? Um, somebody at the record company did it, apparently. Hmm. Um, shit. Well, hey, <laughs> this kind of came up on the fly. We really didn't have any time to prepare for this. Otherwise, I had to look it up. But uh, yeah, you're going to have to look into that. Maybe we'll get King Diamond on one day. Ah, oh, that'd be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> It ain't gonna happen, but maybe. No, I know it would never happen. He actually used to do um, Skype calls once in a while. Like I think, yeah, I, I remember a, that. a heart attack, and he was doing absolutely nothing, and he wanted to talk to the fans and stuff, and he would do Skype calls every once in a while, and uh, that was kind of cool. 
Mm-hmm. I never obviously got one because I, I don't know, it felt kind of funny. You know, what am I going to ask him? I don't have a show at the time. I have nothing going on. What am I going to talk to him for? Well, I'm sure you'd have thought of something, though. I'm sure. I mean, I, I don't like to be one of those people, though. Nah. Oh, answer me this, answer me that. It's even weird when yeah, we. Yeah, same here. But it's fun. So, what else we got in here? Oh, and Come to the Sabbath, which is, they, they still play that now uh, in, in uh, King Diamond. So. Yeah, I, I mean, that's a great song. That's, uh, hmm. yeah, Come to the Sabbath would be my favorite song off of Don't Break the Oak. Really? Yeah, I really like that song. Good album, Closer. Yeah. Real nice, haunting vocals on that. That's real atmospheric. Actually, they, they, uh, Merciful Fate had kind of a knack for that because Melissa is the same way. Mm. Yeah. All right. So that's that. So we're going with Melissa. Yep, Melissa. Right. I mean, you just can't beat it. Every song on that album's good. Yeah, you're right. And I, I really did not realize that. I mean, even the uh even the bonus track they tacked on Black Masses, other than the fact that it screws up the flow of the album a little bit because it it, it should end with Melissa. Yeah. I mean, they should have found another way to insert it into the track listing, and I'd, I'd like that a little bit better, I feel like. But uh, it's still a good song. Yeah. Best album cover, though, is uh, Don't Break the Oath. Oh, yeah, the demon coming out of the flames like that. I mean, the, Melissa looks cool, but you can't beat the cover for Don't Break the Oath. That's uh, my favorite uh, cover King Diamond's ever had in any of his bands. <laughs> This is what it looks like, just so everybody can see it. Oops, oops! If I touch that, I'm gonna fuck things up now. Although I will say, House of God did look cool too, but that album wasn't all that great. Don't break the oath. Yeah, that album. Ugh, that's a whole other story. <laughs> I could go on doing King Diamond stuff all night long. Yeah, I uh, always liked Merciful Fate better. Um, I listen to them more often, usually because a lot of the times with King Diamond, it's almost like you have to listen to the whole record. <laughs> you think so? With some of them, yeah, I feel like it. Well, I think he makes them so you don't really have to, which I've heard him say before, like he how he does his songs. Like you know, obviously it's better to listen to them all the way through because they're concept albums. But yeah, really, there's a lot of stuff on there you really don't have to. Yeah, not not so much from the classic period, but once you start getting into like the graveyard and voodoo, I think yeah, the graveyard is one that you would kind of have to listen to, you know, all in one shot. Yeah, he, uh, the tracks he released the singles from that even they kind of sound weird, you know, when you listen to them on their own out of context. I just yeah. nothing from that record seems to work well on its own. Yeah, not really. Not even bring that up. No, not really. And I wasn't nuts about voodoo either. Really, I like voodoo. I mean, it's a uh, pretty good, but um, oh, there's so many good songs in that album. I don't. Uh, I don't really think he was ever as good again as he was in uh, the early period. You know, from '86 to like 1990. No, of course not, because he lost Mickey D. He was the band. Yeah, I just I don't. Uh, I mean, Voodoo has a few songs on it I like, but I still wouldn't hold it even to 
That's one of my favorite ones out of the uh, newer stuff. Or since he you know, came back. Yeah. Um, I like it better than most of the other ones. Although, Give Me Your Soul, please. I've never really listened to all that much. Really? Yeah. The Puppet Master was okay. That was cool. I like that one. House of God, I didn't like. Those. House of God was the worst. Yeah. The production on that, on that thing was just so bland. All the songs were very bland. Yeah, I didn't really care for Abigail, too, either. Really? Yeah. I like that one, too. Again, it's been years since I've listened to this stuff. I mean, I have it all on my uh, computer here. Yeah. Well, see, I'm I'm just I'm a King Diamond fanboy, so I like everything except for House. I mean, I like House of God, but I think that's the worst one. Yeah. yeah. Except the album cover is cool. Of course, the yeah, one- yeah. I mean that that album cover does look really cool, and then when you listen to it, it's like, man, this is boring. Yeah. <laughs> the, con- the concept was cool. It just didn't. Um, the music was just very boring, bland. And I think yeah. actually in that time. He released a Merciful Fate album and that album at the same time. I think that's the one. I can't remember which one. Well, he, he did that with a couple of them because Dead Again and Voodoo came out back to back. And uh, Voodoo? it would have been Nine and House of God. Was it? Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. I'll take your word for it. And as a matter of fact, I, I believe the graveyard came out at the same time as uh, Into the Unknown as well. Uh, it was close, yeah, close to that thing. But whatever, you know, we'll have to, yeah. we'll have to do a King Diamond thing next time when uh, Troy comes back. Uh, we'll do. Oh yeah, I mean, with Merciful Fate, really, the only album of theirs I don't like that much is Dead Again. Yeah, that's that's a stinker. Yeah. Um, there's like one song on that I would recommend uh, Crossroads but the rest of it is just bad. Torture is good though the opener oh yeah I forgot about that song see I never listened to that one <laughs> I actually just got that on vinyl when uh, when I went away on vacation oh did you yeah I, just wanted I to saw that they did uh, that what, yeah the, I was thinking about doing that as well um, I like Into the Unknown a lot. That's a really good record. That is a really good record. And in the shadows. Matter of fact, the only thing I don't like about Into the Unknown is just that uh, the opening track, that little one minute, 30 second intro, Lucifer. Yeah. It's kind of out of place because he don't really do that stuff on his albums, on the Merciful Fates stuff. No, it's... um. It's a little gimmicky. It feels kind of stupid at the beginning of that. But other than that, I love that record. <laughs> Good record. My favorite, though, is like all the newer stuff is Into the Unknown. That's a cool vinyl, too. I got one. It's, it's uh, white vinyl. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, it looks really nice. Yeah, I'm going to have to get that. That's why I had to complete that collection. Actually, I just completed it because I bought um, uh, Don't Break the Oath on vinyl the other day. I found nice. it cheap enough, even though it's, that's pretty expensive on, on eBay. God. Well, like 40, 50 bucks, something like that. Somewhere around there, yeah. So I found one that's kind of reasonable priced. So hopefully I get it and it's all one piece. Cool. So that's that. That's Melissa is our favorite out of those two albums. Yes. All right. 
And if you don't have Melissa, you definitely should. And if you do go pick it up, you should get the remastered version with the BBC Radio 1 tracks tacked on to the end because that is, it's only three songs, but it's a really good performance by them. They actually have a one with the DVD too, don't they? Or is that like... Yes, uh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. That's right. They have one with the DVD of that show as well. And if you get the vinyl, there's actually two different versions. Yeah, that's right. The um, Megaforce and the or is it Music for Nation. Yeah, the Mega, Megaforce version has a weird, um, a weird part in the song Melissa. Something's cut out. Like one of the one of the notes was cut out during the song. Yeah, I forget what it is. Yeah, it's something very weird, but it's you know still cool. It's cool, yeah. cool interest, uh, little uh, collector's item thing there. I think. So go buy. Go buy both of them because they're both awesome albums anyway. So it don't matter what you buy. Yep, that's right. All right, moving on. Want to talk Maiden? Sure. All right. What uh? What Maiden album? Did you want to do uh, this one? Peace sells. Oh no, peace sells. I wrote peace sells. Maiden. I mean, an album called Peace. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about peace sells again. Sure. Yeah. Why not? But uh. <laughs> Peace of mind. <clears throat> that's a really good uh good album it's one of my favorite album covers mm-hmm. uh one of my least favorite maiden albums really you don't like it that not, much. not the least favorite my one of them no because uh only the first half of the album is good after that it just drops off so so bad uh, what's that song? Uh, I don't like "Die with Your Boots On." Oh, really? Yeah, I love "Die with Your Boots On." I do like the cover of it, though. That uh, Sonata Sonata Artica did. Mm-hmm. They actually did a pretty decent cover. Some people probably won't like it, but um, it's. I think it's a little bit better than the original one. It's not crazy about that song for some reason. Hmm. And, uh, what else is on this song? I mean, uh, his. Uh... His vocals are a little odd in that song, the way it's done, but uh, I really like it. I think it's a good chat along song too. But um, but everything I after, love, everything but, after the Trooper for me is mm-hmm. like ugh. still life, ugh. quest for fires, ugh. sun and steel. All, like all the choruses are so bad. I do like sun and steel, but um. I've never been crazy about uh, Still Life. I mean, I think that song's still okay, but I don't get the whole uh, reputation it has as a lost classic and stuff like that. And Quest for Fire is just a bad song. Yeah, it is. And To Tame a Land is good. Yeah, To Tame a Land's the other song I like. Yeah. But, you know, this whole album is just all about the first uh, one, two, three, four, maybe skip Diary Boots on, but the first at least five songs. I love Where Eagles There, the opening. There, that's awesome song. I love the the drum intro that I can never figure out. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, no, that's a God. That's such a great song. I love that. Just makes you think of winter too. <laughs> makes you think of what? Like winter and oh, being yeah. in wartime and winter. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. <laughs> and they got uh, Revelations. Yeah, Revelations is a great song. Mm-hmm. Beautiful song, uh, the way it's multi-parted like it is. 
and then Flight of Icarus. Yeah, you can't beat Flight of Icarus, man. We were listening to that song at work the other day. I was humming it, and then I was like, oh, we got to put it on. <laughs> and then I realized, I realized I wasn't singing the right song, but it still worked anyway because we listened to it. Still a good song. Oh, yeah. And then uh, what was after that? Then die with your boots on, which you don't like, but I do. No, I don't like it. And then everybody's like favorite, it. The Trooper. Yeah, The Trooper's a classic, good mm-hmm. song. I like Where Eagles There better. But... Oh, yeah, definitely a better song. Yeah. Musically, it's better, but Trooper's got a really cool chorus in it. Yeah, it does. Well, I mean, um, the, the galloping beats and the, the riffs and everything, and that's, I mean, it's just, it's signature maiden. Yeah. Which I, I wish they would really go back to this kind of style. I'm, I'm getting sick of, like, the proggy stuff now, you know? Yeah, me too. Um, I, well, I really didn't care for the Final Frontier all that much. I mean, I didn't either. I it, mean, it's got a couple okay songs on it, I guess. But. It's better than the new album, The Book of Souls. Yeah, that's, that's awful. Thing is just like so i hate to say boring but it is it is they're they're, they're both boring uh, <laughs> it's not as boring it's it's not as uh, that's that's the most boring maiden now i think the book of souls yeah i could definitely see that the final frontier is not that boring there, there's some cool songs on that one yeah um another album i never really cared for from them was no prayer for the dying there's a couple of okay songs on that, but they 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 needed a break badly, and that is just a weak album, and it really shows that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's my first least favorite, and then it would be this one. <laughs> that's funny. It X Factor actually is better to me than than uh, this album. I don't get that at all, but okay. You know what it is for me though with X Factor. Uh, Maiden needed needed a change at that time, mm-hmm. like really bad. And uh, just hearing them do something kind of different and getting a different singer, it just it sounded, it, it was like the thing to do at the time, I think. Really, yeah. they, really they really needed to do it. As bad, you know, I mean, that, that, that record's not horrible by any means. They still do some of the songs now, you know? And if it was that bad, they wouldn't do the songs. True. I mean, they sound really cool with Bruce singing them now. Yeah. No, um, my biggest uh, problem with that record isn't really uh, so much any of the individual songs. It's just it's a really dreary album to begin with, and it never really moves out of that tone throughout the whole thing. I think that's why I really like it. Yeah. It just it sets you in that mood, you know, that miserable mood. I can see that. Yeah. Not that I'm miserable, but... no. It's just really cool. Oh, yeah, and it's funny because I like a lot of albums where bands do uh, different stuff as much as their classics, but uh, just not in this case. I mean, it's still a good record. It's just mm-hmm. it's not on par with uh, their 80s stuff. Man. Um, but, you know, I don't like Peace of Mind as much as I like some of those other records either. Same with uh, Number of the Beast. There's a couple songs on that album. Yeah, that's true. Like uh, Gangland. That's a dumb song. Yeah, I really dislike that opener too, Invaders. I do too. I hate his vocals in the chorus of that song. Yeah, it's really, really off. It's like really weird. 
But the whole song is like that, though. The guitar sounds like it's playing at the wrong speed or something. The riffs just come together really weird. Um, about the only thing that sounds good on it, really, is Clive's drumming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a poor choice for an album. Over. Yeah, it is. Definitely is. A lot of people like that song, though, and I don't get it. Yeah, me neither. No, as a matter of fact, I remember when they did a poll a few years ago on their website of uh, what people thought their best opening track was. I couldn't believe that had made it to the top five. I, I saw that, too. Yeah. It's like, how? I was like, five, top five? Really? Maybe people got that song confused with something else. Yeah. Because there's no way. No. I mean, it's it's not even close. Not even close. Because you got Children of the Damned on here. That's another good one. The Prisoner. That's always like... Yeah, Prisoner's great. Yeah, that, 22 Acacia Avenue. The intro of that Prisoner song is like so cool. Oh, yeah. What's from old from? TV show. What's that from? Old, the old TV show from the 60s, The Prisoner. Oh, okay. Obviously, since they named the song The Prisoner. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh... Yeah, then you got Number of the Beast, you know, Run of the Hills, and that's yep. a Gangland song, which actually is Gangland on the original. Gangland is on the original album. It's Total Eclipse that isn't, yeah. which is unfortunate because that is, well, we'll just say my favorite song from Number of the Beast. Yeah. E- even though it's not on the original album, it was on the single to. I think the single to Run of the Hills. I don't think it was a single from Number of the I think Number of the Beast has a live version of Murders on the, in the Room Ward on the Beast side, which I don't care for Bruce's interpretation of that song at that point in time. Mm. They they redid, well, not redid, but they re-released the albums, and uh, they took the, the uh, Total Eclipse off. Yeah. Um, I believe it was between that and Gangland, and the story at the time was they really liked Clive's drums on that, so they went with that song. But then after they heard the album after it was released and then people started talking about the B-sides, they were like, yeah, we made a mistake. Yeah, you made a <laughs> on that one. Whoops. Because that would have been a uh, perfect album all the way through. Almost. After you got, oh, yeah. After you got past Invaders, then you would have been safe. Yeah, it would have been great if you took Gangland off in favor of Toto. And then Gangland would actually be a really good B-side, <laughs> oddly enough. That's true, because it does sound like a B-side, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad song. It's just not, like, album quality. Yeah, it's it's it doesn't fit, especially coming before uh, Hollow Be Thy Name. Yeah. Yeah. The awesome they, album uh, closer. Oh, yeah, that that's another song that's just totally classic maybe. Classic, classic Maiden. I don't know how the hell we got from uh, Peace of Mind to this, but whatever. Uh, well, I mean, they, they do follow each other. <laughs> they do. That's right. You're right. What's, but, the, next, um, what's the next album? Peace of Mind, even though, you know, I got it with the other albums at the same time. and I like it. I don't like it as much as the records that surround it, really. So. You don't like it as much as Power Slave? I guess those ones are about even. <laughs> I was going to say, Power Slave's way better. Yeah. 
I remember I got the first time I heard Power Slave. I got the uh, when remember when they released those uh, the double CDs of the albums. Yes. Yeah, and I finally heard it. And uh, yeah, the, I have all of them. Yeah, they reissued the um, the bonus disc on the you know what am I trying to say the bonus disc that came with the album. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then uh, Rainbow's Gold and uh, King of Twilight. Yeah. yeah, King of Twilight. Those were really cool songs, even though they were covers. But I never heard them at the time, so it, it was cool. Yeah, the um, well, Power Slave again has a song I outright dislike, and that's the Duelists. Uh, yeah, yeah, that song's the least favorite song on this album for me too. And um, I don't much care for the instrumental on this one either. Really, Lost, Lost for Words. It's not as good as their other instrumentals. It's not as good as um, uh, the one off of uh, the second album. No, it's not better than Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan beats uh, Lost for Words into the ground. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely does. It's still good, though. I like it. It's okay. Yeah, no. It's just one of my least favorite on the album. Um, and this, well, one, this one has a better opener. Ace is high. Oh, yeah. Ace, <laughs> Ace is high. Is, uh, Especially, well, and I wish they would have added it to the album, is that um, Churchill's speech that they use when they play it live. Yeah, that would have been really cool. That would have been really cool. Um, trying to think. Well, you know, I don't know. I like them two songs about equally. And if I really had to pick, I'd probably go with Ace is high, but I really don't think it's better than Where He Goes There. Those are two really, really Oh, no, no. That's definitely not better than Where He Goes There. I'm talking about uh, it's better than uh, uh, the one from... Uh, oh, Invaders? Oh, yeah. yeah. Way better. Than yeah, I forget Invaders. the name of that song because I hate it. Yeah. I just, I remember it because, you know, I love that song that they had on uh, the metal, one of the Metal for Mothers compilations in the early 80s, mm-hmm. um, Invasion, which was a B-side oh. to um, Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. It was the B-side to Sanctuary, and that's a great song, and I'm always telling everybody about that. I'm like, oh, but it's a little bit more obscure, you know. You're going to have to look for it. And they're like, oh, you mean the one that starts out number of the beast? Band? No! <laughs> I hate that song. <laughs> Definitely not that song. <laughs> Terrible song. But, uh, but um, yeah, Power Slave is pretty much good all the way through. It's uh, just the duelists. I, re- I always skip that song. Yeah. I mean, I used to have the cassette, so I've suffered listening. Mm-hmm. Having to sit through it plenty. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't live through those days. I didn't have but it. Then, uh, yeah, I had a cassette. Somewhere in time, though, I like that better than both Power Sleeve and Peace of Mind. That's a great oh, yeah. album. That is a good album. A lot of synthesizer stuff in there, though. Yeah, but they use it to make a beautiful record, man. It does. It, it really I mean, they take 80s guitar synths and turn them into gold in your ears. Yeah, they really did. Yeah. Yeah, that's an awesome album. Even the uh, album cover, that's one of my favorite album covers. There's just so yeah, much- that's one of their best. So much detail. So much detail and things from like the past albums are in that cover and, you know, just mm-hmm. a lot of hidden little things in there. Really a great piece of artwork. Mm-hmm. 
And then that whole album is great. Alexander the Great might go on a little bit too long, actually, but I still like it. Yep. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. All right. So uh, I, think- that, I will say, though, that I, since we were talking about the double discs, and uh, although I had the Wasted Years and The Stranger and The Strange Land singles on cassette a few years before I ever had those CDs. And, yeah. You know, when the, the albums that I picked up in the thrift store from my dad had all been more the pre-85 period. So I had heard all those B-sides and then up to Peace of Mind, you know, Cross-Eyed Mary and I've Got the Fire mm-hmm. and then Invasion and Made in Japan and some of the stuff from their first uh, two and Total Eclipse and all the B-sides were just awesome. So... When I popped in the B-side and Wasted Years and heard that Sheriff of Huddersfield song, I was pissed. (laughs) (laughs) That is, hands down, probably the worst song Iron Maiden has ever recorded. I know it's a joke, but it is a bad joke. I thought it was funny. I like that song. (sighs) No. I I wanted to put it on the best of, but I like it. Now that song that song's almost as bad as uh Nico McBrien's interviews from the first ten years. It's Nico McBrain. Whatever. <laughs> what what was that other they did a bad really bad cover? Um, oh, I think it was a uh Led Zeppelin song. Oh, they did a communication breakdown with Blaze, I think it was. Yeah. No, that, no, no they did it with uh Bruce. Oh, that's right. That was one of the B-sides to uh, Fear of the Dark. Was it Fear of the Dark? It might have been. Yeah, I hated that cover. Oh, now, yeah, I'm thinking uh, uh, with uh, Blaze, they covered a song called uh, Kill Me, Swire by uh, Golden Earring. Mm -hmm. That's another one that comes off really bad. I mean, I know they love 70s prog rock like that, but it didn't translate well. You're wrong, wrong. You're wrong. Oh. That was released on the uh, No Prayer for the Dying. So what? Bruce sang that. Kill me. I don't even know how to say that. The ear, golden the ear swire. Ear. Yeah. Oh, huh. I thought that was Blaze. Nope, that wasn't Blaze. Let's see who what Blaze did. Didn't they? They might have did Doctor Doctor with Blaze. I know they did that, didn't they? Yeah, that's right. That yeah, I don't care for their version of Doctor Doctor. But really? I thought they did a pretty good job on that one. The band sounds good. It's mostly his vocals I don't like on that. Oh, I like his stuff. Do you like his um, solo stuff? No. Really? Have you even listened to it? Uh, well, I've never heard if he's got a solo band called Blaze or some shit like that. I've never even heard of it, but um. I didn't care for Wolfsbane. Well, Wolf's, Wolfsbane is like a, I guess it's it's almost like a hair metal kind of band kind of thing. Well, either way, I didn't like it. <laughs> it sounds, well, it sounds nothing like his solo stuff. If you check out uh, Ghost in the Machine, you might like that album. I love that album by The Police. That's well, not. <laughs> it's not The Police album. Damn. I'll have to send it to you because I think you'd like it. Yeah, I'll check it out. Um, I mean, I don't really hate his vocals. I just don't think he was a good fit for Maiden. 
he wasn't he ended up not really being a good fit for maiden but he does really work well on his own and um well i i don't generally like when people cover dr doctor to begin with and just his vocals were not right for it but uh the the only people that should play that song are ufo and the michael schecter group (laughs) and and the scorpions this guy, I didn't know the Scorpions did that too. Well, the Scorpions never really did it separately. Um, they happened to be playing a show in the same place as the Michael Schenker group, and they came on stage, and both bands played Dr. Doctor together for the encore oh, on the cool. Rock Will Never Die tour. That's nice. That's nice of them. Yeah. It's actually really cool because you never – ever really get to see the two Schenker brothers on stage together. Yeah. Plus, I love Klaus Main's voice, even though most people think it's weird. So yeah, it's it was cool weird. to hear him sing Doctor Doctor. Yeah. No, I don't like I don't really like his voice. I know. Nobody does. That's okay. They don't I I don't like the Scorpions. But Yeah. On that note, I think we should end the show before Yeah, we- probably. <laughs> and, uh, we'll talk about scorpions in the future. Yeah, we could do a scorpion show. You can make me listen to a scorpions album. Yeah, and and we'll do Voivod again. <laughs> we will. He's. I, he, we gotta Sorry, do... Dan. <laughs> and the show. I will talk to you, Dan. Don't worry. Everything's good with us. I'm yeah. sure Troy likes it too. So. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, we had talked about it a little bit. He likes the way. Um... Yeah. I mean, really, that's uh, it's up there for album of the year, and a lot of yes. people listen, rightly so. Me personally, it's my favorite, even though I've heard other things I liked. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that's the best album I think they've made since The Outer Limits. Really, it's just a pure classic for them. Yeah, I, that's that was my first intro to the to Voivod, so and it, cool. it made me a fan. You know, nice. It's a, honestly, it's a really good place to start because, um, like you, I remember you, you saying know, when, we, when we did the first uh, review of it that uh, they incorporate a lot of the older stuff into this album, right? Yeah, yeah, there, that, that's what I was gonna say. There's a lot of echoes of the past on it, and they really incorporated well into the new sound. But there's a uh, some nostalgic stuff in there, you know, that make the old fans go, "Oh, hey, cool!" Yeah. How they work it in is just amazing and uh, chewy. Dan Mongrain, uh, the guitar player, you know, I think he crafted a masterpiece with it. It's excellent. Yeah. His guitar work is just amazing. We like it. It It was so funny when I messaged him. (laughs) You mean the one with four guys and three of them don't even know who Voivod are? (laughs) Very funny. I was like, ooh. Uh, we'll have to school them on the, the way of this show, though. Yeah. No harm. No harm. No harm to any band. Even if we don't like your album, there's, there's no harm in anything. It's just, we're just, the show is basically about, we just pick random things. Either I like something that these guys didn't hear of, and I like to get their opinions on them. That's basically basically what it is. Yep. You know? Just having fun. Just random, you know, talks about anything. Just like you're having talks with anybody at work or wherever. Yeah, just like tonight. Wasn't really, you know, definitely wasn't planned. (laughs) Well, it was planned, but it wasn't planned. 
They had something planned. Somebody had to get sick. What a amateur. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you got to let your kids taste the tea first. I mean, come on now. <laughs> Could have let Nia taste it. You know? <laughs> yeah, Nia or Mr. Mr. Nasty Face would be the perfect indicator. Yeah. <laughs> All right. On that note, we will be back next week, hopefully. Uh, actually, be after New Year, so hopefully everybody's still uh, is back to normal by then. You froze. Greg froze. <laughs> Greg froze. All right, so I'm going to leave is on that. Oh, oh, he's back. No, he's not. You're back now. Are you froze? Am I now? No, you're not now. Okay. That was funny. You just sat there. <laughs> And then I and then switch to, <laughs> and I pretended like I was frozen. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. See you next week. We will probably do uh, the Evergrey album that we were supposed to do today. So, yep. Be prepared. See you then, everybody. Happy uh, almost New Year's. Every New Year, don't forget to eat your beef jerky and watch Trading Place. Bye bye.